Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, our story continues. Jesse? Dinner will be ready in about a half hour, Ben. No, that isn't what I was going to ask, Ben. Why don't we go to the supper club for dinner tonight? But, Ben, you're tired. I wish you'd stop telling me how tired I am all the time. I'm not falling apart, you know. Darling, I didn't mean that. I just thought that probably you didn't want to go. That you felt you had to humor me, entertain me. I don't know why you say that. A beautiful woman like you, Jesse, should be humored and entertained. Come on, let's go. Contrary to the way he actually felt, Ben Calvert sounded very enthusiastic, as if he were very keen to go out for dinner, to go dancing. Regardless of what Dr. Lewis had told him, Ben was doing his best to ignore his serious heart condition. Nevertheless, it had made him acutely aware of his age, of the contrast between himself and his wife's health and vitality, her good looks. There had been a time when he took Jesse's love for granted. But the other day, when Ben had found Brett Cameron at the house, he had suddenly realized how desirable Jesse might seem to other men, to someone like Brett, for instance, and how susceptible she might be if she were bored with him. Mr. Calvert didn't realize that he was a little late in coming to this conclusion. Well, now, a little later at the supper club in the Brown Palace Hotel... Lily Devon, seated at the piano, has just finished singing. You know, that girl's really good. Oh, I suppose so, by Wakefield standards. And what's so wrong with Wakefield standards? Well, after all, Ben, most of the people here haven't traveled very much. They've led very provincial, even sterile lives. They haven't much basis for comparison. Well, they have the radio, and they go to the movies, don't they? Now, what about me? I've been around... I know a good entertainer when I see one. Oh, but darling, you're so far behind the times. This Devon girl hasn't any style and her material. Well, it's quite ordinary. Well, I don't know about that, but I do know I like it. Then, dear, I'm afraid you're no criterion. Your knowledge of the theatrical or entertainment world is a little limited. I remember years and years ago when you used to go up to Chicago and you'd come back and tell me what a good burlesque show you'd seen. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I know you've always told me I was a cultural dud, Jesse. But I still say this Devon girl is good. And I bet all the men in this room will agree with me, too. (laughs) You women. But at that, I'm glad to know that you're still a little jealous of your old husband. You think I was running the girl down because... Don't be idiotic, (laughs) Ben. Of course, she's a very striking, good-looking girl in a rather obvious way, but my criticism was purely objective. I was talking about her songs. She's definitely not the big time. But I'll grant she's perfect for a place like this. But if it were a sophisticated audience, she wouldn't get over at all. She isn't subtle enough. I see what you mean. I suppose you'd call Brett Cameron a sophisticated fellow, wouldn't you, Jesse? Why, yes. 
He's got a lot of this culture you're always talking about. Well, Brett's something of a dilettante, but... Yes, you'd call him a man of culture. Uh-huh. Well, then I guess the lack of subtlety doesn't bother him. What do you mean? He just came in a moment ago. He's talking to Lily. Where? Behind you there. No, you can't see him as a post in the way. Oh. Now, that proves the point I was trying to make. It doesn't matter whether you like the early Elizabethan zither... Oh, uh, ben, there's no such or thing boogie as woogie, a... yes. It doesn't matter. Now, now, it doesn't matter whether you read detective stories or some of this modern stuff that hasn't any punctuation or capitals. Appreciating a girl like Lily isn't a question of taste or culture. It's uh, just automatic, like breathing. Mm, that's very interesting, Ben. <laughs> you should do Miss Devon's publicity. Oh, now, Jesse, don't get mad. But I'm not. What have you against the girl? Oh, for pity's sake, Ben. <laughs> she's a very handsome and well-set-up girl, but she's hardly in your class, my dear. I was just ribbing you a little. As a matter of fact, I was remembering that time years and years ago when we were in New York. We went to that nightclub, uh, what was its name? Hmm? What are you looking at? Nothing, Ben. Just looking around the room. I wish I could think of the name of that place. I'm surprised you forgot. You remember there was that little Spanish dancer, uh, Carmen something mm, or another. Probably. They're always called Carmen. Don't you remember how angry you got with me that night? <laughs> you used to be jealous of me. Mm, the most unhealthy emotion. Yes, I was jealous of you, Ben. And I hated being that way, because I knew you were so sure of me. I remember once I deliberately tried to make you jealous, only it didn't work. Oh, goodness, that was a long time ago. Things have certainly changed. How do you mean that? Well, I had no particular meaning in mind. Isn't that what one usually says when you talk about the past? And for heaven's sake, let's not talk about the past, oh, Excuse let's talk me, about... Jesse. Hello there, Miss Devine. Oh, good evening, Mrs. Calvert. Mr. Calvert. Hello. Haven't seen you folks here in a long, long time. Oh, please sit down, Mr. Calvert. Well, won't you join us? Well, mm, mm, yes. Um, please do, Mr. Vaughn. Oh, all right. For a moment. Thanks. Is everything all right? Oh, just fine. Have you had dinner yet? No, not yet, but the fellow has our order. Won't you have a cocktail with us or something, Mr. Vaughn? Oh, no, thanks, Mr. Calvert. Jesse and I were just talking about your place here. You've really made quite a success of it. I'm so glad you think so. You know, frankly, at first, I, I didn't think you'd be able to make a go of it. Particularly with that idea you had of turning the place over to the kids on Saturday night. <laughs> that wasn't my idea. That was Aunt Mary Lane's. Oh, well, no matter. But uh, I didn't think Wakefield could support a room like this. Still, I see you're not entirely dependent upon Wakefield. I noticed quite a few Huntsville people here. That's right. There's quite a few from there who come here pretty regularly. Yes, sir. Uh, Looks to me as if you had quite a following, Mr. Lord. People have been awfully nice. Come now, don't be so modest. My husband and I were just talking about you, Mr. Vaughn. And we came to the conclusion that you have a very universal appeal. Thanks. It's too bad you're so limited. How do you mean? Well, that's the wrong way of putting it. I mean, don't you feel you're rather wasted here in a little town like Wakefield? No. I like it here. But since you have your career, what about your reputation? Wouldn't you rather be someplace like uh, New York, for instance? Oh, Jesse, you better not let Brett Cameron hear you talk like that. He'd accuse you of sabotage. <laughs> Why do you say that, Mr. Calvert? Well, it seems to me that whenever I'm here, I see Brett here, too. Isn't he one of your regulars? 
Oh, he comes here fairly often for dinner, yes. <laughs> Though I don't believe he thinks too much of our food. Bert's quite a gourmet. He's really a splendid cook, but oh, how he hates to do it. Well, I imagine when Brett comes here that dinner isn't his main objective. <laughs> I'm sure it isn't. You know, I think Brett is the modern version of a stage door Johnny. Oh? Under ideal circumstances, Brett should have pots of money so he could indulge himself completely. Not have to think of anything but his own pleasure. Now, Jesse, I don't see why you should run the fella down like that. I don't either, Mrs. Calvin. I thought you told me the other day that... You were very fond of Mr. Cameron. Well, I have to be going. Excuse me. Uh, please don't get up, Mr. Calvert. See you later. Yes. Jesse, what was the idea of talking like that about Brett? Well, why not? I didn't see anything I wouldn't tell him to his face. But he does lead a perfectly useless existence now. And he certainly would if he had a great deal of money. Brett admits it himself. You sound very put out about it. I didn't know you took such a personal interest in Cameron's way of living. Oh, I don't, then. I was just making conversation. Yeah, it seems to me you're rather sarcastic, that young woman. Oh, it's just your imagination. And what's this business about your being so fond of Brett? Oh, that was the other day when I was at his place for lunch, you know, and Lily was there. I said then that he was a worthless individual, but very charming, entertaining, and that you and I were both quite fond of him, that's all. A waiter came up to their table then, and the subject was dropped. But for the rest of the evening, Ben's thoughts were uneasy. He had not missed the byplay between Lily Devon and his wife. For the first time, he wondered if Jesse still loved him. I wonder if you'll discover, Ben, that your wife is in love with another man. A man she can't have so long as you are alive.